0: Welcome to the Rich Auntie Energy University podcast, where we discuss how to maintain and attain the highest form of the rich auntie lifestyle. I'm Ebene, a.k.a. Teenage to the Kids, and with me is my sister and business partner, Alexis.
1: Hi, also known as Rich Auntie Lex to the Kids. I'm TT Lex, and I'm also the kids' favorite auntie.
0: Period. Um, We are the founders of Rich Auntie Energy. And today we'll be talking about budgeting and having a money mindset with our special guest, Yvette Rudolph. Yvette, how are you?
2: I'm wonderful today. Thank you both for having me here.
0: I'm excited that you're here. A quick background on Yvette personal to me. She is my auntie cousin. Yes, auntie cousin. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it makes sense to us. It's our thing. It's It's our our thing. thing. (laughs) I love her to death. She's amazing. She's a genius. She's inspirational. So we're really lucky to have her be our first guest. She was also on set this week. She's a very busy woman. We're very lucky that she penciled us in. But we're here. Happy to have you. And uh, we'll tell you a little bit about Yvette and why we thought it was the best idea ever to have her on our first podcast ever. Yvette is a certified financial education instructor with over 10 years in personal finance and six-plus years in fintech. Uh, she has four-plus publications in the realm of finance and business and has three-plus years of learning and development experience, coupled with a background in marketing. She is multifaceted, y'all. That's just the, m- the minimal, quick soundbite of her (laughs) professional background. Um, Yvette holds a bachelor's degree of psychology and a master's in industrial organizational psychology. All about the mindset. Mm, We're going to get there. (laughs) She is the founder and CEO of Financial Poetry, LLC, which is geared towards financial education and releasing limiting beliefs around money. Mm -hmm. That's a lot, but (laughs) it is perfect. (laughs) And like I said, it doesn't even describe how amazing she is. Uh, A little bit about uh, Yvette's personal background. We'll let Alexis delve into that.
1: She started her financial responsibility as early as 14 years old. Um, She experienced independence and homelessness at 15 years old, which impacted her passion for personal finance. And when her mind is not in the fintech arena, Yvette models and acts independently for local Chicago production companies. And she has a heavy presence in the LGBTQ community, and foster in, with foster care initiatives to support marginalized identities within these communities. So Yvette is just awesome all around, you know, just has her hand in everything. Again, like my sister said, she's a very multifaceted woman, and we're happy to have you here today. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> yes. So we're super
0: excited to have Yvette here. Um, Yvette personally has helped. Uh, rich Auntie energy with so many things along our uh, two-year journey. She's kind of been a consultant that we just have not paid. Uh, <laughs> but when that we do, we pay her. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and I love paying people in love because it don't really cost nothing. Come so we want to oh. keep doing that. That's the best uh, form of payment. Listen, I'm just saying. And we 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 give her drinks. If she wanted, you know, that's how we pay people cheers, period. Um, So Yvette, um, I really would like for you to tell the people um, what is your why? Why is financial literacy so important to you?
2: Well, I'm going to first start off by saying I think it's so awesome that you guys are doing this podcast and you're really pushing a narrative on what it means to truly be a woman, have a presence, you know, rich auntie, of course. Um, But, you know, to the point of being multifaceted and multi-passionate, I just really think it's awesome what you guys are doing. I'm so excited to be a part of this journey. And come on now, we're going to look back at this and Hmm. be like, okay, look. Where's the Grammys? Listen. Where's the period. Grammys? Period.
0: <laughs> period. Uh, All of the awards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, my why is just, um, I think in general, is just rooted just in myself and in, in the belief systems that I built over time. Um, when it comes to a little bit about uh, personal finance as a whole, um, it just really comes from, like, my background and my upbringing mm-hmm. of, you know, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. For a lot of people who may not know, I'm not from Chicago, but I've been here for quite a while, so I claim it, okay? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) um, I kind of went through um, different culture shocks um, coming to Chicago. When I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I did go to a very predominantly diverse school. So my typical classroom was with Asian, white kids, Native Americans, and Indians. And it wasn't until maybe I was like eight or nine years old I came to Chicago, and I just realized, like, oh, I am black. And what I mean by that is, like, (laughs) I didn't realize, like, uh, there's that's a whole layer, and I won't Mm -hmm, get into it. mm -hmm. But um, I kind of got to understand at that age the different disparities um, that took place in certain neighborhoods. Um, Being also transparent, you know, I spent a few uh, years in Chicago Heights, and shout out to my hood. And um, I think the biggest thing I noticed is that there was a lack of equipment There was a lack of support, a lack Mm -hmm. of funding. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't have a playground. It was complete concrete. Mm -hmm. So if you fail, you busted something. (laughs) 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 And um, it just really, over time, it just sat with me, like the differences of the quality of our textbooks. Mm -hmm. I remember even at that age, like my desk was squeaking, and I asked the teacher for a new desk. I said, I think this desk is broke. There's something wrong. I just never heard anything squeak (laughs) in my life until then. Like it was a a legit thing, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." So I was learning over time. Mm -hmm. Like this has something to do with like the funding. And um, a lot of my why also was just rooted in, um, I had experienced homelessness at a young age. Um, Being someone that identifies as a lesbian black woman, um, I was kind of ostracized. I think it was like, kind of, I was. Mm -hmm. um, And with that, you know, I kind of got pushed out of my household. And I also just had a unique upbringing where it's just like, I know that this is my end-all, be-all. And I want something better for myself. And I'm just like... I don't know where this resilience or this inner voice was coming from, but it was just like there's better and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna find it. And through that, I just realized um, as I got to network with other Black women and just saw how passionate they were in their crafts, and it didn't matter what their their it was like. Black women, we dope. When we're passionate, we're passionate. Period. Come with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it was just like really seeing how we were also managing our money Mm -hmm. and just seeing that hustle and that growth. And I wanted to normalize Black women, whether it be in corporate, whether it be entrepreneurship, that we can really have and achieve any single thing that we want in life. There is. Truly, no limit. Um, So it's just more so rooted in just understanding, like the grassroots pieces of like, okay, even though we may come from you know our diverse backgrounds, whether it be positive or negative, um, it doesn't define us. You know, we get to define what we want out of life. So it's just it's rooted in that. that.
0: Affirm that. Thank you for telling us your why. Um, I agree with everything you just said. Um, it's very important for women and uh, Black women. I'm a Black woman, so I'm always going to uplift Black Black women and affirm Black women and want the best for us because we are the dopest. We are from the kings and the queens and the gods and all of that we stuff, are. and we gonna have it all. And that's what Richanti is about. Richanti energy is about. We're about um, manifesting that wealth, and we are for the wealth manifesting aunties like you know i'm sick of like the negative mindset that honestly i have had around money and i'm trying to break that down and Evette has helped uh with that in multiple ways and um with that like goal in mind that i want to break down my negative money mindset and want to get uh more uh financially healthy mm-hmm. and be financially free you know is the goal um I came up with a goal that I wanted to pay off several credit cards this year, and Alexis has been on this journey of like budgeting. And I'm gonna be honest, I am <laughs> not the best at budgeting. And Alexis has been telling me for years that we make way too much money mm-hmm. to not be budgeting. On, and yeah. then manage that
1: money. Listen, on, I <laughs> I know,
0: but it is very difficult because it is Amazon be calling. TikTok got all the good stuff. But Amazon you know, is Amazon too convenient. It calls her. It it's too convenient. me. I'm it's just saying, call. like, <laughs> I pulled my report from Amazon at the end of last year, and I maybe, maybe I did not. I don't know. I might have spent like $10,000 on Amazon last year. I don't know if that's really true. I feel like true. their numbers <laughs> are wrong.
1: No, it's definitely true.
0: But I'm like, I spent a lot of that money for Rich Auntie. Like, a lot of that was Rich mm. Auntie money. Like, that wasn't all just me. I don't think. I don't know. It was.
1: But. But that's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. Right.
0: You learn you know from I mean? it. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving myself grace. Like, I, mm-hmm. that like that version of me that spent that $10,000 on Amazon, like, she is not me anymore. Mm-hmm. She might cool. be a little bit, because I got some stuff in my cart I want to click buy on. But I'm trying to be a better person, and we all about, you know, trying to be financially free. And so a part of wanting to be financially free um, and wanting to provide something different for the rich aunties that follow us on all our different social media accounts, Rich Auntie richuntyenergy on Instagram, Rich Energy on Twitter. Pinterest,
1: on Facebook,
0: Facebook <laughs> TikTok, all of the things. If you Google Rich Auntie Energy or Rich Auntie, we are at the top of the algorithm because we are that dope and we are the only aunties that matter. Just and we are
1: the thro- aunties.
0: We are the aunties. We <laughs> wanted to throw that in there. Oh, the government says so. So uh, we're just, um, just uh, going <laughs> okay. to humble, humble brag, just oh, saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we wanted to provide something more to the aunties, um, more than just like merch. Like we're more than that and we really want to affirm the aunties and mm-hmm. we really want to help to provide them with the tools that will help them reach the goal of being like the ultimate rich auntie. Whatever that means mm-hmm. to you, we want to help provide the resources so that aunties can have uh, financial wealth, spiritual wealth, um, we uh, mental, mental wealth. wealth, all of the different forms. It's not just about the monetary. I know we tend to think about that because money is good, money feels good, and the things that you can buy for money are, like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but we wanted to provide something <laughs> different for the aunties. So our first uh, thing we thought would be amazing that aligned with our personal values and our personal goals right now was budgeting. So mm-hmm. we will be coming out with a uh, budget planner for the rich aunties that would like to join this journey of financial freedom and wellness. And Evette has helped us uh, develop this budget planner, her brain is just so amazing. Like so she looked amazing. at the budget planner, like our first draft <laughs> for like literally 10 minutes. And then she just broke it down and was like, okay, honestly, this could be like four books. So we going to take all of that stuff that's for other books out. And we just going to beef this up. And this is what we give it to the aunties first. This is the first step, how to manage your money. Go. That's the first step. And so um, following off of that and uh, thinking about budgeting and, talking about mindset Yvette um why is adjusting your mindset so important
2: okay so this is um the part of the conversation I think a lot of people need to pay more attention to mm-hmm. um attention. <laughs> attention. <laughs> but um you know money itself is just nothing but a frequency mm-hmm. you know and that's just mm-hmm. science you know okay. it's, it's a it's a form of vibration right and it's, it's our thought process um so by default you know naturally realigning your mind unlearning certain habits and behaviors and thought processes will allow you to put yourself into a receptive mode mm-hmm. when you're in receptive mode that means that there is literally no limit to what you could acquire or obtain in life and to take that a step further is just like if you really think about like your childhood and your upbringing mm-hmm. and just like the little micro dosages of, of habits that we were fed of mm-hmm. when you get in this store, don't you touch nothing mm-hmm. you, you got know money. you got mcdonald's money <laughs> You know, you know, like those That's little real. things really sit and they stick with you. Mm-hmm. So then what you start to realize, you start putting guards around money you don't even have yet. How mm-hmm. is that possible? Mm-hmm. You didn't even start making money. You were a kid. Mm-hmm. So now you start to already think that. Money is limited. It's something that doesn't grow on trees when in reality it does grow on trees. Yeah. It's, it's literally paper. Yeah, yeah. It's paper with <laughs> printed ink and energy. Yeah, If I was at a printing company right now and I took a piece of paper and I turned it into a $5 bill, I gave it an intention where it's worth, it's $5, mm-hmm. only because I put a different number on it. Mm-hmm. If I do that mm-hmm. same thing and I turn it to a $10 or $100 bill, that same piece of paper with that same formula of ink, the value changed because I intended to change it. It's literally that okay. simple. So I think the biggest thing is just really unlearning a lot of our belief mm-hmm. systems and our thought processes, and really breaking down a lot of the habits that we were given from childhood. And also to take it a step further too. Not everyone had. Um, I would and I when I say like positive and negative or good and bad, I'm saying it in in a sense of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between a scarcity mindset, which mm-hmm. is limited. And an abundance or a growth mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Which is very forward thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest piece is to start to realize what habits, what behaviors are coming from a scarcity mindset. You know, what things are rooted in insecurity, what things are rooted in actual fear. Um, so, yeah. It's deep.
0: It's deep, y'all. Yeah. I've never thought about like money having energy attached to it. But it's like when we think about it, like everything has energy attached to it. And that mm-hmm. makes so much sense that it's a piece of, piece of paper. Somebody yeah. sets some intention to it, and then that it's just lit- changed. It's literally what it that. Means to us. Is It's yeah. that.
2: So we just have to like stop giving so much power to things and, and just mm-hmm. also like my biggest thing and my favorite words are flow gratitude and balance, mm-hmm. because um, within those things, I'm I'm not creating resistance in my experience, Okay, um, whether that's me, let's say, I'm a typical person, I'm going on my way to work, and I know I'm running late,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm leaving out the house at 8.05, and I'm supposed to be there at 8.02, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> still, I'm still, t- <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
0: time
1: is not real. We don't this is you true. know what? Okay. Okay.
2: You know what? You you got a point because you know CP a real thing. But, it's a real thing. Okay. Color people. <laughs> it's Same. a real thing. Um. But you know, like the reality is, it's like. Um, putting all that resistance and pressure on yourself, trying to hit these stoplights, mm-hmm. hitting that gas, you're not going to make it there any quicker. So you're yeah. stressing out for what reason. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing is creating more barriers of resistance on your road. Now, there's a road closed, there's a detour, the light been going longer, somebody don't drop some groceries on the street, <laughs> and you're finding <laughs> things Are to get agitated. Really you get to yes. like you're getting like, agitated by. <laughs> okay. You're asking to be irritated. You're mm-hmm. asking for a path of resistance, opposed to claiming a path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. Why not take that path? That. Why not? I
1: love that.
0: <laughs> why not, aunties? Why not? Ask yourself, why not? Yes. I ask myself, why not every day? Because Yvette has been telling me. And I have been trying. It's very. I will admit that it is very hard to break um, that mindset, that negative mindset that we have around money or that mm-hmm. scarcity mindset. Like, I'm going to admit and, like, be honest, this is a truthful. And this is a safe space. It takes practice. It does. It does. It takes practice. And I'm really starting to try to be, like, mindful of the words that I use around uh, money and around just things in general. Like, I'm always, unfortunately, saying, like, I'm broke, I'm broke. And Alexis has been telling me for years, we are not broke. We are the rich aunties. Like, she jumps down my throat, honey. Like, she's been on it. Like, Alexa's uh, love her to death. She's my little sister, and this is why she's my business partner, because she is one of the most optimistic people I that I know. Like, she is has always been saying since rich auntie was an idea that I printed on a shirt Uh, Alexis was like, this needs to be a business, Mm -hmm. make it a business. And I was like, girl, I can't afford to start no business by myself. (laughs) And she was (laughs) like, okay, well, let's be business partners. Let's do it. And I was like, I don't know. It's the action for me. Okay, and
1: look at us now. And look at us now. Two
0: years later. Two years later and never would have thought that we would be here with a podcast. We both invested $500 in this business and somehow in the beginning, and haven't invested anything else, and mm-hmm. somehow we are here. This business is flourishing, and we have yeah. the amazing event. And exactly, we took a leap of faith, and we just mm-hmm. decided that this was going to work. Yep. That the wealth manifesting aunties, we were you those decided. aunties, and we That's would the key word. keep attracting those aunties to us, and keep building this movement. And I'm truly appreciative of this. Truly, truly I'm appreciative. So proud of
1: y'all. You. I want to write down those three words you said. It was flow and what was it? flow, balance, balance, and gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. No, I really like
2: that. Yeah, I don't wanna flow, lose that one. balance, and gratitude. It's just they're my favorite words because there's actually this um, phrase uh, that Oprah says. I love Oprah, by the way. Y'all. Mm.
0: <laughs> and um, hey, Oprah says
2: yes. Too. Hey, Oprah. You want to sponsor us?
0: Come on, <laughs> we can drop you right Oprah's here to Oprah. Sponsored by uh, Auntie Rusty Oprah. Network. Okay. Period. Come on. on come the no. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Oprah Studios. They still got them over there, or something like that. Give us that. Tyler
2: Perry. I'm just
1: look. Trying Listen. To, look, it Tyler Perry. It. What up? I mean, we'll come down to Atlanta.
0: Our brother live down there. We'll be de- we will Could be I there with the Atlanta. quickness. Okay, I
1: love Atlanta. We I love, love Atlanta. Reason to go to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> she does though. Honestly, It's just amazing. The
2: Black Mecca. Why yes. not? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um That's but over she be. she has this beautiful phrase where she says, um, be still enough to know your next best move mm. and not operate from that. Mm. Um so I kinda am constantly there too. Like if I, I have moments um, where I may have a limited belief myself, um, where I just like, ooh, I don't know if if, if I can. Like that doubt, mm-hmm. if it's trying to sit in somewhere, I just like, okay, well let me let me think on this, let me let me ground myself, let me take a few moments to pause, let me take a few days because I have to put myself in a place of stillness, because mm-hmm. if not, I feel overwhelmed. I feel yes. bombarded. I mm-hmm. feel anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm allowing my environment to control me versus me controlling my environment. We have to um, also, as a people, collectively um, normalize the idea that we, yes, we create our reality. But no, you literally create your reality. Mm -hmm. Life is happening to you because that is essentially what you put out there. And I think the biggest thing with that is, too, is just like if you want certain things in your life, Action has to follow, mm-hmm. and that's why I love it. It was the action for me with, you know, yeah. with starting this because, like, an idea is cute or whatever, yeah. <laughs> but it's just or whatever because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, oh, it's just okay. whatever. Yes. It's, yeah. There's nothing happening with <laughs> it, right? And it's, it's those moments of putting that action behind it. You materialize your experience. You materialize your thought because mm-hmm. if you can really see it in your mind, it already exists. Yeah. It's just waiting on you to put the pieces together. It's waiting for you to file the paperwork. Is waiting for you to start designing your logo. It's waiting mm-hmm. for you to define who you are. You Ooh. know, it, it's, it's waiting on you to take action so it can align itself. You know, I believe in vibrational escrow. Like mm-hmm. every, you know, like the Sims
0: game. Ooh, baby. Where, I love Sims game. Ooh, I'm just saying, get y'all uh, a post-it note, a <laughs> pen, a paper, and write down these words, financial <laughs> escrow. L- listen, <laughs> okay. it's the vocabulary for me.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, like, think of it like the Sims game, you know, yeah. like, you're, that you're, was Alexa's you're, favorite game. Oh, But I love that one. Okay, I so that's it. y'all think. That oh, I still, you, still you still play, play it? it. Yes! Why don't you get up? I okay. So if y'all ain't 90s babies,
0: millennial AF. I still fuck. play
2: it. <laughs> millennial <laughs> AF. I'm not giving that game up ever, like, okay. ever. To get on the Sims.
1: No, <laughs> no, for real. I need some, like, recreational activity, and I love the Sims. For okay. It's no, cool. it's a classic. And it's just like. you I don't know. Well, okay. I ain't going to get it. the to get the money. Okay.
0: They nerding out on Sims. That's okay. Uh, I mean,
1: I don't know do nothing about them. Oh, yeah. If you want to fix it, so I, what I do is I get the cheat code, fix up my house, and then I start from scratch because I always like for them to build up their mm. bank account from scratch, but mm. I want them to have a nice house.
2: And here I was over here working, doing the dang on tasks. See? And stuff. No,
1: no. You Look, teach, you me, teach me how to make money in a virtual reality. <laughs> you
2: know, in the virtual reality. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. like, similar to that, though, like, um, with Sims, <laughs> you know how you have, you <laughs> with Sims, you'll basically like schedule a task for yourself and mm-hmm. it'll show on the side of the screen what's coming next. Yeah. You know, that's kind of your, that's how you can view life and manifesting. Mm-hmm. You know, put Things into action right now and then you will start to watch those things align up further Um, so good examples too like if you're looking for like a career shift or a career change you know it requires you sometimes to learn a new skill or a talent Mm -hmm. or to nurture yourself a little bit more within your career by networking Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe it requires you to go to more social events because you never know who you'll bump into or you never know what you'll learn more about yourself like oh i notice i'm more comfortable talking to these type of people or i'm uncomfortable Mm -hmm. talking about these type of people or even taking it a step further like oh how am I actually feeling before this event, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how am I feeling about this event? Am, am I nervous? Do I even, you know, can
1: I, I think I can be this social going well, there? You Look, she's like, why are you looking at me? Well, before any event, I'm not going to lie, I never want to go because I have to get ready. <laughs> like, for real, it's always a nap. But <laughs> I learned getting up and getting there. I always, I'm always happy that I went. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. myself to go. And that's
2: amazing. And that's <laughs> But that's a part of it. It's just like. Putting those small steps right right here, Mm -hmm. right now, Mm -hmm. and it just starts to just unfold. Like, honestly, I know it sounds vague to a degree, but it's like we complicate things. It's really, it's simple. We do. Life is so simple. If we just stop fixating on, like, the minute details from macro sense, this is what I want to do. All right, what's the first step on how I can get it done? Mm -hmm. All right, great, accomplish that. All right, what's the next thing? Mm -hmm. Instead of just coming up with a million tasks at one time and then. Basically burning yourself out and getting overwhelmed like it's 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 no point,
0: I agree, that's just right. flow, I agree, just just flow. Flow.
2: just flow, just flow just flow.
0: that's what we're gonna keep coming back to I think just flow, just flow. Just flow. Just flow. I'm trying to I take like on you. that energy of just flowing because I am a very um almost type A type of person, like I like having a lot of control over things but Yvette and my therapist of like three years shout out to Lizzie Heisus um have taught me that my need for control uh is based in fear and Mm -hmm. I don't want to be scared anymore Mm -hmm. like it's like I'm not really sure what I'm scared of we still working on that in therapy um but something is causing me to feel like I have to have control Mm -hmm. and I think that um Recently, I've started to think that that might have started with my childhood, like my need for Mm -hmm. control. Like there was some type of trauma there or something that, some burden that I may have took on as a kid that I didn't, I I didn't and I shouldn't have had to do it. And so unpacking that now and stuff like that, I might keep y'all long on that journey. You know, that's a part of the uh, wealth having mental wealth Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff, unpacking all of that stuff to figure out who we are and what we are now. But um, relating to that, um, Yvette, what would you say uh, about how your upbringing impacts your outlook on money?
1: Hmm,
2: Well, you know what? That one varies because um, I grew up in a lot of different households. So my collective thought (laughs) is is it depends on my situation and my dynamic. Um, And basically – there were certain phases of my life where I was with, you know, blood family members and there were some where I was with extended family member family members. Sometimes I was living with actual strangers. And something I realized in different households was how everyone's house structure was. Mm-hmm. I noticed that in some households the woman was the breadwinner. I noticed how in some households the um Male was the breadwinner. I noticed there was sometimes there was an equality complex. Mm-hmm. I also noticed how in some households, um, everybody worked. Okay, and it one th- that that is twofolded in one household, like everybody worked because you gotta work and you gotta feed yourself. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, like you ain't to help these kids. Like <laughs> I mean, it was crazy, and, you know. <laughs> I'm <was> just. <laughs> You know, it, it it was like it was like everybody, every man for himself. Okay. You know, to say the least. Um, but then there was also some households where, um, everyone was just really excited to pitch in. It was just like this collective community type feel, and. That's uh, probably why I like the word balance, because I feel that, you know, it's about having the autonomy in certain situations to say, okay, is this something I need to have to handle or is this something I can outsource? Mm -hmm. Um, Is this something that I could ask for help on? Mm -hmm. Um, Is this something that I'm taking on that I just do not need to own altogether? Like it's because there's a it's called scope creep. Okay. where, you know, in general, like something may Write be that apl- <laughs> applicable to Ooh, a right task now. or something that you need to do, but there's other things that relate to it, right? Um, it, you just have to be mindful of Sculpt Creek. Like I, I, I identify sometimes with my money um, or something I may have even with my bills that I might have planned out for myself. One of my biggest things that I want to touch on mm-hmm that you just mentioned was um a bit of fear, right? Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say that there was a point where for me, um my fear was rooted in not having. It was rooted in um my foundation. So for me, mm-hmm. a sense of security when it comes to a home and you know my utilities and you just my social life is super important for me. So I remember um well, I guess I guess uh, the biggest thing that I noticed about myself when I was in college that was rooted in my childhood, to your question, was I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm in college. I don't have anything or anybody to fall back on. If something crazy was to happen, I would be homeless.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I ain't going back to that. So, um, you know, by me hopping house to house when I was in high school – um, I got to a point where I would save up my money. I was working on the weekends uh, for maintenance, and then I did the plasma. I'm pretty sure everybody to some degree did, donated blood or did plasma in, in college. They got they got us, y'all. They got us, y'all. They gave in my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, and um, but what I really did with the funds is I prepaid my rent and my utilities for the whole school year. So mm-hmm. I had the autonomy to be a college student, you know, mm-hmm. I still had other responsibilities, and I worked, and I did my schoolwork. You know, I was a president of an RSO called Naturalises. and I think the biggest thing that allowed me to have a sense of calm and less anxiety was to know, like, regardless of what happens, for the entire year, mm-hmm. I have no bills to worry about. I put a balance on my phone bill. I put a balance on my light bill, on my gas, any you, any reoccurring expense. Okay. It was paid, honey. Yes. So I had the, uh, I could swipe as much as I want to, <laughs> and I'm going to get to that probably a little later, but <laughs> it got to the point where when it came to my debit card, I memorized them digits a little all too well. Mm. So um, Don't we all? Yeah. Listen. That's another story <laughs> for another day, <laughs> but Uh, basically my upbringing and being in different households, it shaped the security that I wanted and that I needed in life. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just kind of made me look at money a little differently and also use it as a tool, something that I know that if I want something, I don't have to weigh my options. I don't have to believe I don't have enough. You know, I don't have to believe a lot of the things that maybe my parents or my friend's parents said to them. like, oh, that doesn't apply
1: to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I can get that if I want it. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't apply.
0: <laughs> Period. I, lo-
1: I love you saying that because I feel like that goes back to like what we always say. There's, we always tell people like you're already rich. You're just waiting for the check to clear. So like it's really just all about that mindset. Who shiesty t- stole it. that
0: from us? I'm just saying. But okay. <laughs> he, definitely stole from us. he said that. He said something like that. I don't know, but he stole it from us.
1: He definitely stole that from us. He definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry to cut you off. Period. Wow, that was it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I definitely agree with everything you're saying, Yvette. Um, I hope y'all are taking notes. Y'all got the post-it notes. Y'all got the paper and the pen because I, I, I don't, um, I understand this vocabulary and I love it. I've just never heard it. And this is a part of that growth, like us learning to have a new mindset around money. And uh, Yvette, what do you think uh, a money mindset is?
2: So a money mindset, it kind of goes back into like the scarcity and abundance mindset and kind of working through any limiting beliefs that you might have. And a money mindset for me is money mindset. Yes, is one piece of it, but it's more like a wealth mindset. Is this something that truly makes me happy? Do I feel full? Mm -hmm. Do I feel fulfilled when I buy this or when I purchase this or when I need something you know, what feelings or reactions am I having towards this? Am I doing it because I'm trying to keep up with somebody? Am I doing it because um, maybe I've been marketed and target marketed over and over and over again to the point where I now convince myself that I need something I really don't Mm -hmm. need. You know, like, I'm really constantly thinking those things. So part of that money or that wealth mindset is truly identifying, like, what is it that I want for myself and something that I will be putting out into a course... Um, is basically called um, Future You, okay. and Future You is thinking of the version of you, whether that be five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, however you see yourself, and even ask yourself, how far do I even see myself? Some people can't see themselves beyond the first five minutes because they're not even with themselves right now, mm-hmm. and if you're not here with you now and getting to know you now, it's going to be super hard to think about the future you, mm-hmm. and the reason also uh, the future you, I guess, comes up is because, like, we as people don't like the phrases retirement and we all know too now that we're really booming into entrepreneurship retirement is really not going to be a thing anyway yeah um, so in social security you know. stop taking that out my check yeah. I'm just saying
0: mm-hmm. look cause you're not
2: gonna give it back
0: you're not gonna cut the it's check not. so stop taking it out my check I'm just saying
2: and I mean huge amounts and if you live in Chicago honey y'all know these taxes is crazy mm.
1: <laughs> listen <laughs> I went on a whole rant about taxes a week ago and I don't even want to get back into look, it cause it just <laughs> let's have a session <laughs> on that me feel away. I get
2: I, <laughs> taxes, bother me, and but <laughs> yeah, you all not for this money. Yeah, listen, it, but it's it's an art to it, it's a game, and I think once you mm-hmm. learn it, you ain't going back. Um, so just yeah, part of that mind money mindset is just knowing and identifying the future version of yourself who it is that you identify as, who you want to be. And, um, just the level of ease that you Mm -hmm. want in your life. It's not just about, Oh, I'm going to have it. I'm going to be, I'm worth a million dollars. I'm worth a billion. I'm worth. That's cute to keep saying those things. Mm -hmm. But again, it kind of goes back to that action. It's about being action oriented Mm -hmm. and being strategic. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And then when it, uh, when you talk about being strategic and, you know, being a millionaire or a billionaire, it just makes me think like if I, if someone was to drop like, a million dollars in my lap right now what would i do How would you invest budget in? it
1: first
0: budget it first you
1: have to budget i always you say have if to. i got a big lump sum of money you have to budget it first because if you just go spending and spending you're gonna be like oh, okay i got something left i got something left and you're not gonna have nothing you have to budget it first
0: i agree i agree okay. you need mm-hmm. to budget it first i'm growing i would not have said that like two years ago i mean i would have yeah. paid off like my credit cards and them dumbass student loans biden what you doing bro what you doing? Okay. Because Let's I'm not paying listen. it, so you need to figure it out. I'm just saying uh, <laughs> you shouldn't have let me take out all of those loans, okay. <laughs> and I was 18 and stupid. I'm just saying this is your fault. Uh, Deal with the it. the loans is
2: another conversation. Listen, too.
0: another conversation, another day. Yeah. We can dig into that. Ooh. I, I, I uh, yeah. it makes me feel way. Um, but yeah, so definitely <laughs> budgeting. Money mindset. Um, Yvette, what do you think? Why is really a, a budget important? What?
2: Re- but really quick. So when you, you guys, you heard the question about, mm-hmm. like, if you had a million dollars. And then we did go to, to, to budgeting. But I'm, that's the psych in me, too. The psychology is just, like, where's the part of just being grateful that you have it? Okay. We didn't even talk about being grateful for having it. Because mm. the reality is, you know, like, once you obtain money, you realize, like, I never lacked anything. Mm. You weren't of of lack. You know, yes, it's great, again, to have money. But then now the next step is, okay, now if I budget it, let's also talk about, like, truly what are my goals? What is this million dollars going to do for me? Because where am I going to budget it? Where am I going to put it? You know, where do I see myself? Mm -hmm. So it just came to mind.
0: Just being grateful for it. That makes sense. And I don't think we take the time. Because it's like, oh, I I get it." it
1: you already yeah. putting it to work. Exactly. But wait a I definitely not already put it to work. It's it But budgeting it is also appreciating it. Yeah. Because you're not blowing it. Because you're telling it where you're to go. You're taking yeah. your time, mm-hmm. not just going straight to the to cash out on something. Like, you take taking your time and budgeting your money. So I feel like that is appreciating. But I like that, though. You just Take your time, you know, a few hours. And just be you like, said oh, a few a hours. A few <laughs> hours. Damn, <laughs> hours. because you don't want to spend the money. I got a
0: million dollars and I got to wait a few uh, hours?
1: An An hour.
0: An hour?
1: Sitting in the grape like, man, I got a million in my account right now. Okay. Baby, I could spend
0: 500000 right now. Oh, my, uh, right the now. If the black dollar go that
2: quick. <laughs> we got to hold on to a little bit longer. I know, but it's like. They it's drop a, it's
1: million, a million you know, dollars. I'm freezing your Amazon show don't
0: touch my stuff <laughs> don't don't touch my amazon <laughs> leave it alone i got a lot of stuff i need to buy for myself and my puppy baby kenzen i know
1: that's right hey kenzen mommy my loves you i'll be I home
0: soon do not tear up my apartment um yeah i, ain't that camera. He might be it
1: up. I have
0: not checked the camera <laughs> i am very afraid but I'm having a positive mindset about okay,
1: that. Okay, he's mm-hmm. not tearing it up. I don't, I don't even want to put that out there. We're he's not gonna claim chilling. it. Kinzen yeah. is a great. My Puff Few is awesome. I love Period. him. Period.
0: He's the best. Period. Follow him uh, at Yen mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, oh, no, no. But uh, make it our way <laughs> back to budgeting uh, <laughs> instead of plugging my baby. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, Why is budgeting so important?
2: Well, to so your point, Lex, it's is telling it where to go, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing, too, like – um why it's important or budgeting in general is um, it allows you to really see your desires Mm. and what it is that you want out of life. It kind of rolls back into like that future you or planning for the future Um, because your budget is really about identifying also your wants versus your needs. Mm -hmm. You know, is this something that I truly need now? Is this something I can wait on or is it something I might truly need later or want later? Um, Biggest examples of this would be like um, quality over quantity as well, hmm. or um, the quality of, of technology. Right, technology is always really great to invest in instead of being skimpy on it. Or you know, I know everybody have like the controversy of they should do warranties and on something or not, right? You're going to identify for yourself if that's something that you truly need. But it's really looking at an object or a substance or what, an experience, whatever it is that you're buying, you're purchasing, and saying, okay, is this something that I really need right now? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that I can put off for a little bit later?
0: Okay. That totally makes sense. Um, I'm learning to accept that budgeting is a part of being a grown up and managing your money, and also maintaining your money, so that you don't make stupid decisions like spending ten thousand dollars on Amazon, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but how can, uh, Yvette? Would you say what are ways to maintain your budget?
2: Ooh, so when it comes to maintaining the budget, um, I actually revisit my budget. So I okay, so this phases, and I'm gonna start here. Mm-hmm. So a really good way, if you're somebody that works like a typical, a traditional nine to five. Um, you can revisit your budget every pay period so of course set your actual budget and then look at your finances before any spending don't be trying to blow your paycheck right away mm-hmm. and really map out like okay what expenses or what bills can I knock out in this first month or this mm-hmm. first week or two and then what could I maybe push over to my next um, paycheck so that way you're not coming out with a full lump sum amount and really giving yourself some play money or some free money or mm-hmm. I call it freedom money to do whatever it is that you want to do so you don't feel limited Okay. Another w- great way to, like, maintain and revisit your budget is to um, have, like, a monthly check-in with yourself. Um, so that's looking at your total expenses, what things are really coming out of your account, um, where did you – did you do DoorDash, which sometimes I could be, you know, problematic with at times.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I,
2: I, I also like to – I like I to go out. Like you. you have been cooking.
1: She I has know. been cooking, y'all. I've been cooking. It's i budgeting. The budgeting, you know, I'm – spend a lot of money on food so that's something that I had to narrow down in my budget I'm like I can't keep eating out because I'm trying to like my sister said she's on this financial journey to paying off debt I'm on the same journey mm-hmm. so I had to cut off cut out all the Uber Eats and DoorDash and I just started messing with Uber Eats because they was the ops for a long time but Uber that's Eats was the ops story <laughs> I mean that's a whole other story but yeah I cook now okay okay yeah. it's not my you gonna chef food. me or something she <laughs> said, <saying, "Huh." laughs> Did you see the I hesitancy <laughs> though? I will because you because it's you okay. I'm gonna chef you up. Though. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Please. I
1: like four dishes under my bed.
0: She do.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. My
0: sister low-key becoming a domestic bitch. I, I was mean, just we'll gonna say, say that shit. I'm just saying we trying to have the cra- so
2: I'm responding now. like this because remember the first time I can't use like I do not cook. I don't. She was so, so I was use I mean, it was like there's no convincing her. She she doesn't.
1: Once I pay off these credits. Listen, that's fair. You earned it. I definitely earned it.
2: But but it's okay to cook still. She said.
0: <laughs> she
2: said I don't know about all that.
0: Listen, it, it is a struggle. Like I, sh- I like I I know how to cook and have known how to cook, but I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. And don't want to do it. You can
2: cook your butt off too. I,
1: yeah.
0: Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Don't want to do it. I just feel like somebody else should be doing all of that stuff. No, that's all yeah. Domestic shit. I ain't no domestic bitch. I'm just Not, saying.
2: No, I'm I'm all for that too. If I could get me a housemaid, you know, somebody that live in and cook and clean for me, mm-hmm. a driver, you know, a little bit of security, you know, I, look, it's gonna come one day. I'm there just saying is. it. Look, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here it's first.
1: <laughs> what yeah, day actually yeah. Happens. There is
0: power in the words that we use, yes. and um, we are all living proof. We are all living proof. We are CEOs and business Cheers. owners on this couch. We are the, we are our ancestors dreams, period, mm-hmm. period, point blank. And we're going to make them proud. We are going to make ourselves proud first and foremost. Um, and uh, first up, maintaining your money, maintaining a budget. And then in the future episodes, uh, we will get into the next steps after that. Mm-hmm. Yvette is going to help. All of us um, step into (laughs) those next steps. Um, But, yeah, so with our budget planner that will be coming out um, likely when we drop this podcast, you will be able to access it at richuntyenergy.com, just saying. Um, And we will have our Ray University budget planner Mm -hmm. that will help you step into uh, the greatness that is you, help you maintain that money, tell your money where to go and all of that amazing stuff, and we really hope you love it. We put a lot of work into it, and uh, mm-hmm. Q2 is coming up, and we got to really lock down and get into it. Um, rich Auntie Summer is coming up. Auntie
1: and Auntie ho- hey,
0: the biggest Rich like Auntie, Auntie Summer uh-huh. ever. I'm just saying. Outside is open
1: okay open <laughs> as fuck like okay. i'm just
0: saying okay. when summer is really here mm-hmm. sometimes shy We in chicago uh over here it's it's about to be up oh i'm stepping out. it's about yeah. to be up we ain't up. been outside but we stepping out with our budgets though
1: we definitely stepped down did our you budget. hear the <laughs> sign i'm nothing
0: oh. no blow. okay no no we're gonna be <laughs> <outside> with our <laughs> budgets well my side was for
2: her
1: <laughs> we are going to be out we, there with them we budgets. We going to step
2: out with our budgets.
1: Yeah. We are going to
2: step out with these budgets. We going to step, step out with matter them matter budgets. Fact, our budgets for sure. Another great way, and actually I can add this, another great way we can maintain our budget too is to start bringing in a circle of good friends. So you yeah. can actually mm. have like monthly meetings. Yeah. Um, something I've done plenty of times is I have a group of girlfriends. We'll get together. We talk about money. We talk about our businesses. We talk about the moves. We talk mm. about networking. We talk like about that. social events that we went to that was impactful. Mm-hmm. We share links links we share books we share 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 because that's really another piece of the abundance right yes so a really great way to be on it with your budget is to also share it with other women Mm -hmm. other men I agree about your finances and get out of this taboo oh you don't talk about how much you make you don't Mm -hmm. talk about what your rent cost is and what neighbor like we need to talk about this what if it's not fair across the board it's not equitable
1: okay listen you know I'm going to ask somebody at work how much they're making. Hello. I make sure y'all not Period. making on me. Hello? Period.
2: And you will be surprised, too. Like, people will tell you, like, oh, you need to ask for more. You know, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, the biggest thing, too, that came out of that for me, I um, think, within corporate is just, like, having those conversations with other black women and some of these white women. WPs is what I call y'all.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, no shade. Eight and a half by
0: 11. That's what TikTok says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, just
2: being serious, though, like, mm-hmm. um... I realized that, you know, they were getting grossly paid more than I was. Yeah. And what I would appreciate at times is some of them would say, "Um, yeah, your starting percentage for your bonus should be like 10 or 15% because they start – These roles off and associate Hmm. or senior positions off Mm -hmm. at ten and twelve percent, and given the fact that you have degrees and given the fact that you have certifications and given the fact that you have you know this experience or this background, you need to increase it by another two or three percent. You know, like really having those granular conversations. I was like, dang, I was lowballing. You know, some people might just lowball and say, oh, I'm just looking for forty seven thousand a year. I'm sorry, I can't live off no forty seven thousand dollars a year. I can't can't live off fifty. I can't live off sixty. I can't live off seventy. Barely live off eighty. I'm just being <laughs> honest. Yeah. I'm just being honest. Yeah. So you know, let's normalize to you know us having conversations like, yeah, let's start acquiring roles and salaries that's within a hundred thousand dollar range. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in corporate, which mm-hmm. is nothing wrong with that. It's nothing. Or hundred and twenty thousand. If that's your minimum, that's your cap. Do that. Um. So that's another great way. Is just like having these monthly meetings with other women. Other men, people within your social networks or whatever business arena that you're in, whether that is fintech, because I realize you were in fintech too, which I think is awesome. No, I just do regular tech. You do fintech. Oh, you do tech tech. I'm like, fintech. okay. Tech, you yeah. do tech tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this website builder over here getting me right, I by know, the way. I Shout like out.
0: Website Builder, you know, App Builder. App's coming soon, you know. Saying. I'm doing
1: all this. You know. But black women in tech, money. I'm for it. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> black women in tech, we need more, too. Yes. We definitely do. We definitely we need, need more. To. Y'all got to come get this money. Let's listen. Come get this money. It's ready. It's mm. waiting for yeah. us. <laughs> Here, <it's> waiting. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree,
0: though. We definitely need to be uh, more vocal and uh, really have community and build community, mm-hmm. talking about money and yeah. talking about the important things, like, you know, you get the highlight reels of everyone's life on Instagram, Twitter, and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff, but we really need to talk about how people are, how they get the money, how they maintain it, and we need to also share, like you said, talk about salaries because I work in executive recruiting, and I can tell you right now that um, black women, black people, you should definitely be asking for $20,000 more. Yep, You should, point blank, period. I can tell you right now they are not paying you what you're worth. And black people right now, we have the upper hand in the job market. You can demand your worth. You can demand what you want. And there are so many other organizations that want you, Mm -hmm. that want us. And this is a time when we need to capitalize on that, and we need to step into our power and be the rich aunties and rich uncles. If you listen, I don't know, some rich uncles in this room. Um, (laughs) Step into that. Own your power. Um, Yeah. I mean, this is... really dope. <laughs> this is really <laughs> dope. I love but all of this. Uh yeah. Uh Yvette, uh we always our new thing we're going to do starting with this podcast. We want to always ask the aunties that we have on the couch, what do they think makes a rich auntie the rich auntie?
2: Ooh. Um I would say just uh I'm going to have to pull in being like multi-passionate, multi-faceted and multi-dimensional. Mm. Um it's about understanding that we don't have a linear view or navigation through life. Um, We could be in several places at one time where I know that, you know, everyone from maybe a spiritual realm may not like the terminology, but, you know, we're omnipresent. You mm. know, we have the ability to do and be at multiple places. It's just about building the right teams. Mm-hmm. I'm the queen of outsourcing some stuff. Um, if there is something I truly do not either care to do, mm. want to learn, mm. or I just know that there's a limitation to my capacity, guess what? Sis is finna enroll somebody to do this for me. Um, that's okay. It's, it's th- that's called getting help, you know. That's managing your responsibilities appropriately. That's called delegation. Yes. You know, so for me, I think being a rich auntie is – that piece from a business aspect too. And it's just truly building a quality village and, you know, sharing out your knowledge, you know, with our youth and, and finding unique ways to give back, to involve yourselves within, you know, grassroots organizations mm-hmm. and also understanding like our political realm, you know, a lot of us don't have, you know, any footing on how these elections work mm-hmm. and, you know, the type of people we put into office and I am a green party person myself um, but what I can say in general is just like truly understanding you know the unique things within ourselves that we can pass down Um, I will also just leave this to say, you know, when it comes to being a rich auntie for myself um, and my nieces and my nephews and even my future children, um, when I was 19, I actually wrote myself a letter stepping into my 20th birthday. Mm -hmm. And I I recapped the first 19 years of my life in that letter to my future child and to my nieces and my nephews. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do the same thing when I turn 30 from my 20s to my 30s. I'm gonna write my experience of you know those ten years and, and what it shaped in my life. So for me, being a rich auntie is being rich in knowledge, rich Ooh, in wisdom, period. you know, rich in experience, you know, rich in exposure, rich in travel, you know, rich in flow, balance, yes, that flow. and gratitude. Yes.
0: Yes. yes, yes, I affirm and I receive all of that,
2: all, all of yeah. that. I love. I so appreciate y'all. <laughs> we appreciate you. Like,
1: you don't I even know. Too. You, you don't even know. know. You really don't. No. You really I don't. We like <laughs> love you
0: too. Me and you must never part. All of that. You color you purple. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All of that. Um Uh we are just loving this conversation, but, you know, if you made it this far, we are so grateful that you yes. made it this far on our first podcast ever, ever. Rich Auntie Energy University. Uh, the vibes are here. Um, and we want to challenge you because that's what we should do. We should challenge each other to um, try different things and to um, not be afraid like um, I was afraid to pull my Amazon report <laughs> <laughs> to find out that I spent $10,000, but whatever. Um, but I challenge you to, uh, if you are an avid Amazon shopper and supporter, we probably shouldn't support them. That's a whole other thing we I ain't talking about. But um, I challenge you to log into your Amazon account and pull your 2021 spending report uh Mm -hmm. we will have a reel on our instagram page where we'll show you how to do that so that you can see that don't be afraid (laughs) it's okay that's the old you the new you is going to make better Mm -hmm. choices and 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 you're gonna budget when you go there we go you are going to budget. budget and uh, life will be great and life will be amazing. We got to know where we started to, you know, make yeah. plans for where we're going. And I also mm-hmm. challenge you uh, <laughs> to check your DoorDash and Uber Eats spending. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I don't think we pay attention to how much we pay for that. It'll we'll be adding y'all. up. it be <laughs> adding up. We, be careful with that, y'all. So I challenge y'all to go check those uh, two things and just take a look at them and really think, is this where I want my money to go? You know, it. what, what do you have to show for that money you spent? Mm-hmm. How many hours did you have to work to just blow that money that you, you don't have anything to show for it. Yeah. That Uber Eats, that's in the toilet. I'm just saying it's yep. true. That Amazon, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how I spent $10,000 on Amazon. I don't even see it in my house. So, you know, just make know. conscious choices and go check those things out. Um, And to close out, uh, I wanted to leave you all with one of my favorite quotes, which is, my destiny is louder than my comfort by uh, Yarsa Daly Ward. And this is one of my favorite quotes because it really helps me to think about where I am now and where I want to be. And I have realized that um, a lot of my lifestyle that I have now and that I've been living is based off of a need for comfort a need for um, my, just a need for my life to be at a place where I can feel good and I don't have to be scared. I think it's that scarcity mindset and stuff like that. But um, I think I've also got comfortable along my way, working really hard to get to where I am, having this amazing job, good salary, good benefits, and all of that stuff. And I think, like, over the past few years, I've gotten really comfortable. And how is it that I'm going to have that multimillion-dollar, you know, amount in my bank account if I'm still stuck in this place of comfort? You know, my destiny is loud. It's very, very loud, and I think I try to ignore that, and I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't want you to do that. I want us all to step outside of the things that, you know, society tells us that we should embrace. Like, we can have more. We can do more. We can have – anything that we want, and we can obtain all of that stuff. We just got to step into it. Um, so wanted to leave you all with that, and uh, thank you, Yvette, for joining us. This conversation has been amazing, um, invigorating the flow. Yes, the flow, the balance. The
1: gratitude. The gratitude. I love it all. I say, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Uh, and we hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Um, and we hope that you feel the energy that is in this room emanating from um, these amazing ladies on this couch with me. All these, um, all, these yes. all this rich auntie energy up in okay. here. I'm just saying. Okay. All of the vibes. <laughs> um, Yvette, tell the aunties how they can a- connect with you.
2: Yes. So my website is YvetteRudolph.com, spelled e- com. You can also find me on Instagram at rudolph. Please be on the lookout with the link in my bios um, and on my website for actually course launches. Um, we'll be basically talking about money mindset, budgeting, saving, investing. So these will be different courses. Uh, so please stay tuned. And I'm just so grateful to be here.
0: Yes. So yes. So grateful to have you. Gratitude um rich aunties be sure that you follow us um on all of our socials as we said before um rich auntie energy on instagram on facebook on twitter on tiktok on pinterest on
1: rich energy.com
0: most important one um and (laughs) be on the lookout for our rich auntie energy app where we will you know really try to Yes, thank you for the snobs. (laughs) Um, We're really gonna try to help uh, the aunties uh, more than we have. We really wanna uh, build that community that Yvette was talking about earlier. We wanna create a space where the aunties can come together, we can share our wins, we can ask our questions, and we don't want any ego in the room to say on the app. You know, we're putting all that ego to the side and we're really embracing each other and embracing what the universe has in store for us. And we hope that you join us on this ride, on this journey, on this podcast and just generally. Um, and we are so grateful <laughs> that you've made it this far on, on our first podcast <laughs> with the best and the first guest ever. Uh, Miss Yvette <laughs> Rudolph. Shout Extraordinaire. Shout out to you. Out oh. to you. Um, Thank you for joining us. We are the aunties. We are rich auntie energy. Mm -hmm. Love, light, and wealth, sis. We love y'all.